Praise the Lord, everybody. I'm Minister Nisi with Real Talk Ministry. Thank you for listening to my first video podcast of 2023. Um, what I have to share today, um, I think it will bless you because it definitely blessed me. Uh, I usually try to keep a minimum of, of time for my video podcast. This is a Bible study, uh, and I ask that you will study with me. And I have a lot of things I want to share about Real Talk Ministry. There's a lot of extra things going on with the radio. And, and I have a lot that I want to share, but I do want to go ahead and get into this topic. So I'm not going to prolong the time. I'm going to go ahead and tell you the topic is called Torture Chamber. And I'm going to go ahead and start with a prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I want to thank you for this opportunity to bring a word to your people that I feel that you have placed in my heart to share. Let it be received with love and understanding. If there is any corrections that need to be made, Lord, in this Bible study, please let them to not charge it to my heart, Lord God, for I am just a vessel trying to learn and be used. So, Lord, I ask that you bless those who are listening and bless the words that are coming out of my mouth that has been placed in my heart to share, that it bring joy, upliftment, and causes lives to change. Be with them and be with me. In your name, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start with my foreword. I usually start with my Bible class with a foreword or a commentary. And the reason why I do that, and um, you may hear that it's a little, the sound may be a little off. And I apologize for that. But I just wanted to say that because <laughs> I know the sound may be a little off uh, or have white noise in the background. But the reason why I start with a foreword or a commentary is because a lot of times when the Lord gave me a topic to share and I'm doing a Bible study on it or I'm sharing Bible scriptures and explaining things that has to do with my topic, he started downpouring, like just pouring into words into me, uh, pouring thoughts into me that I feel is important to share. I like to read what I wrote down because I think it's very helpful to share exactly the words he gave to me so I can make sure it's being given to you. Usually my commentary and foreword is kind of just a little synopsis just to explain what we're going to talk about. But this time it's going to be more of a testimony. So it's kind of long, but I ask that you bear with me and I'm going to read it because I want you to catch everything that I felt and what the Lord has said to me and, have, and was doing in the process. This is the reason why a torture chamber even came about for the Lord to give me to talk to you about. So if you're listening you can still get your bible stuff together uh, i always read from the king james version whatever is comfortable for you that is fine if you just gathering or you just listening cooking on the um, computer i just want to say thank you thank you for joining my video podcast so let's get into it uh, i was laying in bed one day and i asked the lord why am i indecisive about some things and sure about others why am I able to hear you clearly on some things, but have to wonder if it's you on others? I stress over things that bother me, and when they don't bother me, I stress as well. I will have a clear conscience and be worry-free, but I will start to worry about why I have a clear conscience. That was crazy. Everything appears to be to have been a mental struggle. Even when I'm confident about everything that is going on in my life, I immediately become overly concerned about my life, my health, and my future. 
I was lying in bed and that day I said to God that I feel like I'm being tortured. Every day the same result, feeling, and struggle persist. I don't want to live like this anymore. So one day I'm scared and the next day I'm cool. I thought I was feeling this way because I had to fight a lot in the spiritual realm. Maybe that's it. Maybe I have spiritual PTSD, which would be my next video lesson, um, Bible study. But and I just needed the Lord more. So I thought when I say spiritual PTSD, this would be my next Bible study lesson. But I just thought with all the hurt and trauma that I went through, um, trying to be strong in Christ and overcoming the enemy, I just thought, okay, I'm just having flashbacks and being triggered. Um, <clears throat> and I just needed God. I just need to continue to focus on him and reach out to him. My mental thoughts and feelings of anxiety were just bending out of control. I said, Lord, I feel like I'm being tortured. I feel like I'm in a torture chamber. I don't know what made this day so different in prayer that it changed the course of my life, but I anointed myself and said, Lord, I don't want this anymore. I'm not sure what it is or why it's in my life, but I want it off of me in Jesus' name. And it left. That was a good feeling. Whew. That always gives me, I don't care how many times I read that, because it happens for real. <laughs> this is not just a story. Okay, this is my story. So that felt good. So let me finish reading, because I don't want this to be a long video. <laughs> but I thank God. So I can say now that my prayer made a difference because I addressed what it was. And I don't believe I ever understood what it was until I called it out in Jesus' name that day. I was being tortured, but I was treating it as if it were normal life issues and spiritual issues and not demonic forces working against my mind. The way I was being tortured felt like everyday normal life stuff. I had to deal with the worldly stuff and spiritual stuff. And because I accepted that this was my life and how it was supposed to be, I made excuses for why I was being tortured, saying that I was a child of God, being messed with by Satan. And even though it was true, I took it on as a spiritual challenge and not casting it out. So what do I mean by spiritual challenge? I was taught the enemy will come and you will have to fight the enemy and you, will get, you have to have your faith up you um you will be victorious and you will win and that the devil comes to steal kill and to, to destroy so rather than releasing the demonic torment i made it my daily battle of fighting the enemy when i could have prayed for it to flee so i could have peace but my mind was saying as i have been taught don't ask to remove the mountain but ask god to give you the strength to climb over it that's being a good Christian. So I was trying to prove to God that I was not weak. So I didn't cast out the torture, but I accepted the challenge of being tortured instead. Pressure and life instances were causing my mind to break down. I didn't have the strength to fight it. All I needed to do was release it. 
I thought if I released it and gave them, I thought I released it. I thought I released it and gave them over to the Lord. But this pattern I developed of accepting some of these natural life occurrences wasn't allowing the spiritual release I needed. I felt this was just Satan doing his job. And it's because of my call to Christ that I just have to continue to fight him. I did, and I will continue to fight him. But it was much more than that. Again, I blamed it on my spiritual battle. Saying that perhaps I, haven't I hadn't completed the test. Or that I was failing the test that God was had given me. Those were some of the things I was saying. And I felt like I just needed to keep fighting. I needed to not give in to my feelings. I needed to not give in to my emotions and just be a strong soldier. A time will come for being a strong soldier, but this was not it. Life issues have brought on anxiety. And as I'm getting older, I thought it was just getting worse. It's nothing to be undecided when dealing with life's pressure. And at some point I started to feel tired, um, I just blamed it on aging and medication. I had all the excuses, but God had the cure. I thought something was wrong. I knew something was wrong. I made excuses for the torture. But again, God is and was the cure. So my topic for today's Bible study is the torture chamber. The torture is the thoughts you have. And the chamber is your mind causing you to hold yourself mentally hostage. Ooh. If you have been feeling tortured in your spirit in any way, I pray what I speak about today will help bring you relief and release in your life. So let's get into this lesson called the torture chamber. Your mind can torture you in ways that are both mentally and physically damaging. Thank you for allowing me to read that forward, which is actually my testimony. I don't want to continue to recap it because I know that part was long, but I do want to give God the praise. I do want to thank God for the spiritual release. I do want to thank God for giving me the opportunity to acknowledge that something was wrong. You know what I really thank God for? I know I, I, I'm going to blame it on age why I always become... So, um, I start feeling this emotion of just joy that makes me want to cry. <clears throat> and it's nothing wrong with that. I know. But I really thank God that what stood out the most to me is that I did not want to be weak. I just felt like I wasn't being strong enough. And I just kept saying, I'm not strong enough. I got to be strong. I can't let my emotions beat me up. I can't let my emotions get the best of me. And I just thought... I will fight and I will win. Not understanding that I didn't have to fight to win. I just needed to pray to win. And of course I was praying and I was, I'm just thankful that God is a God who already prayed for us. And when we pray in a mess, that he's there to be the mediator to correct those things. Because I was trying so hard to fight. A battle that was not mine to fight. Let's get into the word of God. Okay? <laughs> I just had to thank God. I really thank God. I really do. 
So let's get into the word of God. It says the definition of a torture chamber is a place where pain is inflicted. And reading up on what a torture chamber is, some of the words that came up spoke volumes to what I will be teaching today. A torture chamber was to bring horror and despair. It was a dark place that you were to stay in until you died. When being mentally tortured, you can experience depression, PTSD, anxiety, and post-traumatic post stress. You will begin to withdraw from others and can have insomnia. Throughout the Bible, you will see that many, uh, many of the men and women could relate to being tortured. When I first started this Bible, uh, getting my thoughts and words together for a Bible study, I went to David because I remember as a child, I would always hear how David, I never really heard about David and Bathsheba. <laughs> But I always heard about David and Psalms and how the enemies was chasing him. He was always running and asking God for covering, asking God to be his refuge. And I was like, man, I, I, when he said enemy, I literally thought um, people, you know, they, I was like, he's never in a safe place. He always knew God. And I'd be praying. <laughs> I know this is weird. But as I started getting older and understanding the Bible and understanding prayer, Whenever I thought of David, I'd be almost feeling like I needed to pray for him because he was just always in so much danger and he always had people hating on him. But when I actually came back to do the final touches for the Bible study, I realized that Job was definitely the perfect example to use in this Bible discussion. So I always read from the King James Version. If you have your own version that you like, that you feel comfortable in reading, this is the time now where you can join in and um, read with me. And I'm going to go ahead and start with Job, the first chapter. And I'm telling you, there are 42 verses in Job. And if the Lord had allowed me, and if I had the strength, I would have tried to chop up every one of them scriptures. Because once you get into the reading of the Word of God, especially the Old Testament stories, oh my gosh, you just be so fascinated. You'd be like, goodness, these people were acting up. Or, oh my God, God didn't play. So, uh, <laughs> reading Job, let me tell you, uh, the Lord allowed me some time to get everything together that he wants me to say. And also gave me a break and my listeners, those who was willing to listen, a break that I didn't have to do the whole 42 chapters. But I did try to incorporate as, more, um, as many scriptures as I could. Okay? So, Hang with me, and I pray that you enjoy what you hear and that it helps you. Job 1, 13 to 22. And 13, and it says, And there was a day when his sons and his daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And there came a messenger unto Job and said, The oxen were plowing and the asses feeding beside them. And the Sabaeans fell upon them and took them away. Yea, they have slain the servants with the edge of the sword, and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. 16. While he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, The fire of God is fallen from heaven, and have bumped up the, burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them, and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. 
I know I started in the 13th verse, but let me just go ahead and give you a backdrop because everybody doesn't know about Job. God was challenged by Satan. That's how I took it. If I'm wrong, this is Bible study. You can correct me. I'm not perfect. I don't ever sit up and do Bible study to be like, whatever I say is gold. But this is my thought. God was challenged by Satan. Satan put a petition to God saying that he can take Job out if he didn't have this hedge of protection around him. And God was like, no, you can't. Hedge or no hedge, uh, Job is going to be for me. And so he said, let's prove it. That's what Satan was like. I could prove it. And God was like, okay, let's prove it. And so that's where we are. Okay. All right. I'm going to read 16 again. While he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, The fire of God is fallen from heaven, and hath burned up the sheep and the servants, and consumed them, and I only escaped alone to tell thee. While he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, The Chaldeans made out three bands and fell upon the camels, and hath carried them away, yea, and slain the servants with the edge of the sword, and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. 18. While he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, Thy sons and thy daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And behold, there came a great wind from the wilderness and smote the four corners of the house, and it fell upon the young men, and they are all dead. And I only am, and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. Then Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshiped. 21, and said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. 22, and all this Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. That is a strong man. It wasn't like, you know, sometimes you can read in um, the Bible and you'll know that this happened this day or this happened this day. It was like it's back to back to back to the point Job felt like, well, if all this is happening, then it must be my turn. I'm not going to even act like I don't know who God is and, and or who he is in my life. So he shaved his head and he began to worship him. And the scripture said he didn't charge him foolishly, meaning he didn't go and be like, God, this ain't God. What's going on? He just said, you know what? I, everybody else done died. Everything else has been taken from me. Naked I came in the world. Naked I left. The reason why Job was a perfect example of how torture chamber works is because of Job 2, 9, and 10. Not only because of Job 2, 9, and 10, but I'm going to go ahead and read it. And it says, Then said his wife unto him, Dost thou still retain thy integrity? Curse God and die. But he said unto her, Thou speakest one up as one of the foolish women speaketh. What? Shall we receive good at the hand of God? And shall we not receive evil? And all this did not Job sin with his lips. What made Job strong was the fact that in the middle of all the loss that he had, that he was still willing to say, God, I trust you and I love you. And whatever it is that's going on, if you have to take my life too, then I'm ready to go. Whenever I heard about Job growing up again, it was always that he was tortured. He got over it. 
his wife did him wrong and 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 he she wasn't being supportive because she wanted him to curse God and die and that um at the end he got everything back so he was tortured and he went through the hard times and that was it but if you continue to read the story of Job he suffered he suffered mentally he suffered physically he had people who had to question that there was a possibility that God was nowhere in your life because of the things you did. There were things that his wife was going through that is not often discussed because we only see Job. Even though the challenge was to Job, I often say, and I will continue to say unless the Lord say otherwise, people don't understand that the challenge wasn't to his wife. So when they said curse God and die, when she said that, Let's put it in a scenario of something that could possibly happen in 2023. Possibly been said, you know, it's oftentimes I hear of people who have cancer or people who are dying on their deathbed and their spouse walk out of their life and their kids walk out of their life because it's just so hard and it's just too much to handle. She was able to go through the burden of losing her kids. She was going through the burdens of losing everything that he also lost. And if the challenge was to his wife, then that challenge for Satan probably would have caused him to win that challenge. But it wasn't to his wife. It was to Job. She didn't say, if you curse God and die, curse God and die or else, I won't leave you. She didn't say, curse God and die or else. I will do something to make your life even worse. Have you ever seen someone in so much pain or going through something so much that you decide to tell them, hey, just stop going that way. Stop trying to reach your goals. Stop trying to be successful. Stop trying to be the one that is called of God because it's hurtful and you're unhurt seeing you hurt. Have you ever seen your kids going through something and you know they had to go through it, whether it's surgery, getting a tooth pulled, not understanding a word or a math problem and you can't help them? You easily be like, okay, I can't help you. Let me get somebody else to do it for you. In this situation, it wasn't about the wife. It wasn't about her suggesting that he just give up so he can have, so he can have some peace, so he can not have pain. It's not about the fact that she was going through. Can you imagine losing your kids that you buried? Losing your losing the people who um, had to till the ground and do the work around the house. And now your husband is ill. If anybody who the story is not about, who was going through torture mentally, definitely you can say his wife was too. Job went through so much that he didn't even, he didn't, he cursed the day he was born. Sometimes when you read in Job and you just read all the chapters before it gets to that ending. And I'm telling you, the ending is not, the ending of what he recovered. It's not like five or six chapters towards the end, excuse me. It's not like five or six chapters towards the end. Uh, where he just talked about all the glorious things and wonderful things he got back. Because you got to understand whether he got it back or not, Job didn't care because he loved God enough and trusted him enough to know that whatever he was doing for the moment that was happening in his life, it was accepted. Even when he, his wife said to curse God, he didn't stand with his lips. 
even when he said he cursed the day he was born, he didn't return he didn't return anything foul back to God. But we have to understand that the torture, even though others around him, even his friends who came and thought, Oh man, you must have sinned, you must have did something wrong, because ain't ain't no way you could have gone through all of this and not upset God. Even with all of that around him, we think when we're being tortured, we think it's just Satan coming in not allowing us to pay this deal, being broke, not being able to go someplace we wanted to go, not eating the kind of food we feel like we want to eat. But the torture with us today is knowing that we have to be kind to someone else. If I had to think back on some of the things that started this torture, and I mean the real hard torture of my mind, it's when I accepted that I had to start praying for those who were doing things wrong against me. I had to start loving those unconditionally, regardless of who they are and what sin they were in. I couldn't fight the fight that I wanted to fight. I had to fight the way God wanted me to fight. And sometimes that meant that I couldn't fight at all. The tortures that were coming up against me when I say natural everyday life occurrences were tortures of things that I thought I can handle and I couldn't. Point blank. Job knew who was in charge. So yeah, he vented out his frustration. He had his hurt, but he knew who was in charge. And when I went to God and said, Lord, I don't want this anymore. In your name, Jesus, remove it. I put him back in charge. I let him know that this is not me fighting anymore. This is not my battle. I took it, but I wasn't supposed to. So now I'm giving it back to you, Lord. Fix it, because I can't. We sometimes may be fearful. Like, I used to be fearful whenever I read Job because I was like, I don't want my kids to die. I don't want <laughs> to lose everything I have. But in this time, in this day and age, we always say, God is coming back. God is coming back. God is coming back. But if we're really ready for God to come back, we got to have the mindset of Job. Yes, we're going to be tortured. Yes, Satan's going to come at us. If you think about all the things that Job was going through, he was being tortured. It was like his mind was being held hostage mentally. Job went through um, insomnia, which is one of the things that happened when people spoke about the torture chamber so we'll go to job 3 3 and 26 the third verse and the 26th verse and we're not reading the whole thing <laughs> so the third verse says let the day perish wherein i was born and the night in which it was said there is a man child conceived that is the kind of pain and torture he was going through 26 i was not in safety neither had i rest neither was i quiet Yet trouble came. I'm going to read Job 14, 13 through 22 in a minute because it does speak very vividly about the insomnia that he was going through. But I also want to stress that to go back into some of the things that I was seeing the torture chamber was, which was PTSD, depression, anxiety, post-traumatic stress. I can guarantee you that he suffered some depression, some anxiety, some stress, and I'm going to read about the insomnia. So it's Job 14, 13 through 22. And if you're still listening, thank you. Thank you for continuing to listen to this video podcast. So 13, Satan won't stop. He is persistent. 
I will say this is a form of post-traumatic post-traumatic stress. This right here is not insomnia. This is what I share. This is what I'm sharing regarding post-traumatic stress. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 13 verse. In thoughts from the visions of the night, when deep sleep falleth on men, fear came upon me and trembling, which made all my bones to shake. Then a spirit passed before my face. The hair of my flesh stood up. It stood still, but I could not discern the form thereof. An image was before mine eyes. There was silence, and I heard a voice saying, Shall mortal man be more than just God? Be more just than God? Shall a man be more pure than his maker? Behold, he put no trust in his servants and his angels he charged with folly. How much less in them that dwell in houses of clay, whose foundation is in the dust, which are crushed before the moth. They are destroyed from morning to evening. They perish forever without any regarding it. Do not their excellency, which is in them, go away. They die even without wisdom. We always think that Satan coming against us, and, and, and I'm not going to say we, because there are some things that Satan do. He knows how to challenge us. He knows our fears and our weaknesses because we give it over to him. If I sit up here and tell Satan, I hate toe paint. Every time I'll drive by a store, if I'm at a gas station, I can look down on cement and will see toe paint. Because whatever we give over to him, that we show our sign of weaknesses to him, that's the very thing he's going to torture. And in this case, it wasn't that Joel was showing any signs of weakness at all, but he definitely was experiencing some stress and he was experiencing some insomnia. This is too can go with insomnia now that I've read it. And we always think Satan come to us just one way. Satan would not be defeated. And the only way he can be defeated is through the blood of Jesus and Christ being there to help us fight this battle because we cannot fight it alone. Satan did not just say, okay, I'm going to kill your family. I'm going to make sure your wife turn against you or say things that may be hurtful because I don't feel like she necessarily turned against him. So I'm not going to say that. But he may have said some things to through people to torture you. Now he's coming in a whole different way. Have you ever been in a situation where you were asleep and you felt something was holding you down or you felt something was in the room and you didn't know where what it was? I know the world had made up so many things of what that could possibly possibly be, but it is definitely the trick of the enemy to teach the trick of the enemy. I'm calm down because I have had these experiences, so I know way too well how satan can do things to frighten you he used to scare me so bad i do have insomnia i used to have it bad i couldn't sleep i would be attacked by the enemy at night and it used to scare me so bad that i would stop breathing i would stop praying so much for people or praying for myself i would kind of like just do the lord's prayer i start withdrawing because i was scared if i kept moving forward and didn't put in I was scared that if I kept moving forward, I'm telling y'all, 
Nanny gone now. This is, when I read this, I felt it as real as it happened to me reading that. Because I have always had to battle Satan, especially at night. And it had got to the point where I was just like, Lord, I give up. I plead the blood of Jesus. I'm fasting. I'm praying. I don't know what's wrong. And the problem that was wrong was I was just pleading the blood of Jesus. I was fasting and praying, but I was just giving up food. I wasn't really fasting with the meaning. And when I was praying, it was just like, Lord, move it. Because I'm a child of God. No, I had to fast, pray, read daily. It had to be a habit. Not just something I did as an occurrence. So Satan in this situation was not playing no games. And y'all, when I said he would come to kill, steal, and destroy, he did everything in his power. When you're without sleep, when you cannot sleep, Satan attacks you so much harder because you want to sleep, you're restless, you do anything to just relax and have some peace and stop fighting. But even through all that, Job did not give up. He did not curse God. He did not turn against him. He stayed consistent and stand that he trusted him, believed him, and knew that he was going to bring him through. That was my reading for Job. I had a whole lot. I did go ahead and write down some things regarding David, but... Maybe for another time, because I know this is long. But let me tell you something about Job. At the end, he got everything back. But he suffered, y'all. He went through a lot. And when you're being tortured in your mind spiritually, you suffer a lot. It's one thing to be like, oh, Lord, my hopes and dreams are being dashed. Oh, Lord, there's something going on where I cannot physically do the things that I need to do. And mentally, it's driving me crazy that I can't be in control. But Job was a different one. He didn't need to be in control. He didn't ask to be in control. He didn't ask for his family to die and the people tilling the ground to die. He didn't ask for none of the things that came upon him. God just knew what kind of man he was. When the Bible says to mark the perfect man, I honestly believe in he's talking about Job. <laughs> and he can also be talking about you because the things that Christ did, he said we can do also. I want to encourage you as I finish off this po uh, video podcast and before I go into the announcements for Real Talk Ministry to understand that the mind is control is controlling uh, how you eat, live, think. If you're a negative person, you can teach and train your thoughts and your mind to be positive. If your body is just loving sodas and sweets, you can train your mind and your body to change all of that and want to eat healthy. There's a lot of things that come through our thoughts that can rip us apart, even if it's just a memory of a loved one lost. Even if it's a good memory of that loved one lost. Good memories, bad memories, whatever tools Satan can use to play against you with, he will definitely do it. Job is a perfect example of the torture chamber. He was being mentally held hostage because he couldn't sleep. 
he had anxiety, he had stress, he had to think about what it was that he needed to do for his life on a daily basis. Now, without going through all of the chapters of Job, I can't just blatantly say that, oh, he never wanted to give up. Anytime you wish you wasn't born, somewhere in your life with all that he was going through, I would not doubt that he probably wanted to give up and wanted to be like, oh my God, this is too much to handle. But what he did not want to do and what he did not do was turn against God. Whatever you are going through in your mind mentally, in Jesus' name, profess his name and tell him, Lord, release it from me today. It just doesn't happen immediately because some things don't happen immediately. Take time out and start looking over your life and whatever you're lacking in your dedication and your daily walk with him, begin to increase it. Do not be fearful. Even my daughters at times, I will tell them some of the spiritual attacks I used to have at night and they'll say, mom, we, I have that too. And my daughter was like, mom, you just got to push through it. And I'm like, I'm the mama. <laughs> I know what to do. But regardless of how small the attack is, regardless of how big the attack is, it doesn't matter in comparison. If it causes you to not do what the Lord wants you to do, if it causes you to pull back from being a child of God and pushing forward to the goals and lives that he wants in your spiritual life, that it's going to reflect in your natural life, you have to keep fighting in the sense of not just harboring those feelings, accepting the torture, but asking Jesus, what do I need to fight? Give me the tools. I know we have the Holy Ghost. I know we need the Holy Ghost to fight. But sometimes we don't know all the tools that the Holy Ghost has. You know, you'll see a, a super villain or a superhero. I won't say villain. You'll see a superhero and, and they'll get hit by lightning or they'll fall in some tank of fluid. And they don't know what kind of powers they have until they use it. And sometimes they have to be in a situation where, okay, I didn't know I had these powers, but now I do. So now I know how to fight with the powers that I have. They may have to stumble sometimes. They may have to fall. They may have to get up and learn it. And it's like discernment. Sometimes you think you got it right, but you don't. And so you have to continue to ask God and pray on how to use your discernment, how to pray for people how to um, study, how to uh, teach, how to say things to people that even when they're saying it to you wrong, that you don't come out of character as a Christian and say it back to them in the right way. In all that you do, you cannot allow space or opportunity for Satan to come in and give him the chance to throw you off course and push you back. If I had anything to share to end this video podcast discussion, Bible study discussion, stay focused on God. If you stay in Jesus' name, I release it. I promise you, it'll go away. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. God don't want to see you tortured. He knows you already got to fight, but that don't mean he don't want you to have peace. He'll give you peace. He'll give you what you need to fight. He'll tell you what you need to fight. He'll let you know what battles you're going into. And he will not send you in empty-handed. He will not give you tools and powers 
and not tell you or teach you how to use them. Job suffered and he did not turn against God. And all you do, even under his grace and mercy that we have today, don't turn against him. Just try to find ways to ask him to help you climb that mountain, but also let you know what it is you need to climb. Because some mountains you don't need to climb. Okay. I thank you <laughs> for staying to the end of this Bible study. Um, I am so grateful and thankful for all the things the Lord is doing in my life, even giving me the opportunity to share some of my life experiences, sharing the word of God. There are so many voices out there sharing God today. And I'm just glad that I am one of the voices he's chosen to be used to share his word. So now I'm going to tell you about Real Talk Ministry. If you haven't, um, you can go to my website and listen to Black History Podcast. Um, I hope you find it encouraging and uplifting as I was to share it. Um, I will reiterate that there's a lot of things we need help with as far as the Black community within ourselves and from other races who don't understand us still to this day, and I don't know why, but um, at the end of the day, we're a community and we all want to live peacefully and as fair as possible okay so go listen to that and even if it's not black history that's fine you can always listen to it it's just good information to know and um month of march is women's month i don't know if it's women's history but it's women's month so with real talk ministry gospel radio which you can download the app uh live 365 app actually you can add it to your roku channel now thank god i'm on roku so you can add it to your Roku channel, the Live 365 app, search minister, um, you can search Real Talk Ministry Gospel Radio. You can just type in Real Talk Ministry and listen to some tunes, um, listen to some great gospel sound for the month of March. I'm going to try to have some women. I've already been talking to some and um, I'm going to have them come in and share a word about some of the women in the Bible. Uh, I already have a podcast, I mean, I did a video years ago about Job's wife. And, and I know it may sound like I was really coming in defense for her, and I am. Not because I'm a woman. I came in defense for her because I always hear things so negative about her just because she said, curse God and die. And I was like, like them, ooh, the nerve of her. But when you start reading some of the things that Job went through, you can only think about the surroundings and her. And I mean, like, I know back then they probably had more than one wife and concubines or whatever. But it, I never seen that in the book of Job. So she lost all those kids and he had to have all those kids back. Job didn't have all those kids by himself. And I'm not going to go down <laughs> that road. I'm talking supposed to be talking about Real Talk Ministry events. So in the month of March, my goal is to have special women that I love and that I went to church with share some words about the women of the Bible that will be aired on my radio. And I pray that you listen and share that um, realtalkministry.com. You can listen to my radio station there, find some encouraging words, leave a prayer request, whatever it is that is that you need to be uplifted and have some hope in Christ. That's all I have for today. 
Thank you for listening. I'm Minister Nisi. God bless.